Welcome back to another episode of the Rod Benton Bastards podcast. I'm your host, Greg. Uh, you can find me at Greg Lord Outdoors on Instagram. Here with co-host, fellow bastard, uh, Nick. He is at meat underscore my underscore fish on the old IG. Uh, what's going on, man? Not much. Uh, you, I, you don't really need to follow Greg, not me, because I don't really pay attention to that. But it is meat spelled M-E-A-T. Yeah, not he, M-E-E-T. I don't want you. I don't want to introduce you to an aquatic species. Yeah, you. Uh, speaking of meat, you had my meat all up in your mouth the other day up at uh, Erie. All of it, all several of it. kinds. It was dry and chewy and delicious all at the same time. That's a. It's an interesting combination. Uh, no, I gave uh, Nick and I went and did some steelhead fishing the other day and. I brought some of the bologna and jerky that my dad and I make with the uh, deer that we get, and I feel very confident in saying that my bologna has a first name. Yeah, uh, what Nick calls summer sausage. I I feel pretty good in saying I could put that up against anyone who makes stuff, and in a blind taste test, I think that we would probably win because it's pretty damn good. It's pretty tasty. I always bug him for it. I think I bugged you for it on other episodes, but I finally got me some, and it's delicious. Yeah, down south, I, I don't know what it is, but we call the same thing summer sausage, which a lot of people call bologna up here, which is really just like a cold link. That you slice up, you can just eat it by itself or the cracker or something like that. So it's great for streamside snacks for sure. Yeah, it uh, it served us well the other day. But um, before we get into some of that, uh, we are running just Nick and I here tonight. Um, and kind of looking at this as what I would probably call like a reminiscing of 2022. Um, as you and I had a lot of pretty big things happen to us in the world of fishing this year. Um, and just kind of mixing some stuff with, you know, as the normal shit talk that we do with each other and everything and looking ahead to see what's going to be in store for, uh, Nick and I, for our perspective, you know, years of year of fishing and also what is maybe in store for the bastards podcast here for uh the coming year that is true and plus we can't really do any fishing right now because everything is frozen over well frozen over would much would be an understatement for what i had to do for us to be able to steelhead fish last week uh since the last episode that we had with ben and ryan um it's been a couple weeks now. Uh, there's been a holiday that went by, you know, the old Christmas and everything. Speaking of which, how how was your Christmas? It was great. Thank you. You know, spent some time with the youngster, Santa Claus thing. Uh, you? I'm assuming the same. Same. Yeah, pretty much did the whole, you know, matching pajamas and all that stuff in the morning. Oh, I don't do that shit. Yeah. Well, I, I have, but now that I'm a single man, I don't have nobody to match yeah. with, yeah, which is okay by me. But I have done a significant amount of drinking. Yeah. Which is kind of as dumb as wearing matching pajamas. Yeah, we uh, we did the matching, uh, matching jammies and then uh, – he told you his Instagram, so feel free to go and talk shit on him now for uh, the match that's on my pajamas. Other, that's on my other Instagram, so you don't have to worry about seeing that. Still, yeah, message sure him, you, message you him could, at his outdoors channel. Yeah, you could find it if you really wanted to. But uh, no, we did the uh, you know the matching jammies. The the kiddo came down and opened up all of her gifts. The the little man 
doesn't really understand what's going on in the world besides, you know, trying to get after my wife's boob and pooping in a diaper. So, um, uh, to be young again. Yeah. But uh, no, it was a, it was a it was a good time. Santa brought me some uh, NRS boundary boots and uh, some swim baits that you know I may or may not have ordered myself or thought about ordering myself, but they just showed up from Santa Claus. So well, that's the great thing about being a single man is I am Santa Claus and I can get whatever the hell I want. <laughs> nothing nothing wrong with that at so all. So Santa just brought me a new Euro rod, and then two weeks prior to that, not fishing related, but. Bought me a new Telecaster electrified guitar. Yeah, nice little lime green. Yeah, yeah it's uh, yeah, it's pretty yeah. good. And uh, the rod he brought you, we just were playing around with your rod upstairs, and uh, it was pretty nice. Yeah, it's it's my second rod. Local builder guy goes by Mister Ants, um, but really it's a uh, it's a Diamondback ideal nymph rod, um, which I was telling you apparently it's the same guy who designed the Thomas and Thomas contact series, which are highly popular. So the, the Diamondback are apparently they're a little bit cheaper, but they're still kind of considered a high end rod. Um, looking forward to, you know, some of this shit on the stream is melting so I can go try it. Got a, got a reel coming apparently tomorrow um, via mail that I, I'll line up with it and get it all set up. And after that, as soon as I can, get out with it i'm sure gonna try yeah we um uh we did do some fishing together uh what was that last week um feels like forever ago because of the weather but it was like it was yeah. it was a week ago today yeah it, yeah. it, it feels very strange but um yeah, so Nick and I got up to Erie to do some steelhead fishing last week. Uh, prior to that, I had been up twice with my – or once with my buddies, once by myself. Um, the day I went by, by myself, I got into some fish, found a couple other young guys that were on the stream. Got into some young guys on yeah, the stream. Yeah, um, Got into some fish. Uh, it was starting to build up some good slush and everything on that day. Um, I think it was like a – Wednesday, yeah, I think it was like a Tuesday or Wednesday that we went. My buddies and I went up Friday, and still, even it's like almost two weeks later, I still am very, very upset with. I feel like I totally boned us that day because the day that I was up fishing, we got in the the two other guys and myself got into a bunch of fish. They were stacked everywhere in this real deep run. Uh, there has been no rain up in Erie whatsoever, and we went back on, my buddies and I went on Friday, we fished the very first hole whenever you get down to the stream, three guys walked in behind us, by the time we decided like, hey, let's move downstream and see how things are going because we weren't having any luck, which was honestly no more than 20 minutes, a 10 minute walk to get down to where those guys are, if that they had already had like 10 or 15 fish in the net. They, between those three guys, I'm guessing probably had a 50 fucking fish day, which for catching steelhead is absurd. Um, and, you know, awesome for them and everything. I mean, I totally understand that's that's one of the days where you just get there and you camp out, which Nick and I kind of did last week on Wednesday. Well, it was uh, for a different reason, though. Yeah, it was it was definitely for different reasons. Uh, Nick showed up to the stream a little bit later than what I did. He had some family stuff to take care of in the morning. I got up there 
I was in the water probably by like 7.15 and it was iced over. Uh, one of my other buddies that's a big steelhead fisherman, he has told me that they have busted out sections of ice with sledgehammers and axes and shit to um, be able to fish in a run. And I didn't have that kind of equipment, but I had broken sticks from beside the stream. And I went through and started smashing along the edges. Uh, I had a guy and um, his son and his son's buddy stop they came down they started helping me thought they were going to leave decided they were going to stick around and we probably broke out 80 ish yards of ice that was one inch to two inches thick in some areas those guys were legit like walking up to their nipples like the very top of their waders through right through the middle of the damn hole where all the fish were but we got all the ice moved out. Whenever Nick got there, it was fishable. We all got into some fish that day. Uh, Nick had a very crazy catch that he had with, uh, oh, yeah. with his steelhead for that day. So I'll let him kind of give his explanation of what he decided I mean, to do. I'm still struggling a little bit with it. I had several hookups beforehand, a lot of butt hooks, but because they were stacked up, they just weren't really feeding. There was about an hour where they were. It was like right after we broke the ice. Yeah, I had like two. I had like two hookups. Then I just couldn't. Like one of them ran straight under the ice from you you know the other side. Yeah, Yeah. and I just couldn't pull them out of there. Um, But we just camped out there because we just didn't want to go. Well, I definitely didn't want to go break any ice because they already did the work. So we stayed there, and Greg actually made a fire streamside. So it was, you know, very romantic. Yeah, you know, give me some of some fucking sausage, made me a fire. Very, very, very kind of him. I fed him alcohol. Yeah, alcohol too. Yeah, this this um, sounds like a story that's going towards like a white van with no windows. Sort right, of thing, right. But... I wish there was one in the streamside. Yeah, you know, you know, who knows what had happened? But yeah, I decided to use my seven weight. After you know some time struggling, and and basically turn it into like a Euro rig, like what I do for regular trout, and made what's called a mono rig. So just I had in my bag a bunch of different sizes of fluorocarbon. So I put about twenty feet of fluorocarbon line on. That way, my main line, my heavy line, wouldn't be hanging out the guides at all. Um, fashioned up a cider and then put on, I think, six or eight pounds, you know, as a tippet following it just so I could tightline fish. And after not, you know, we had some, we had some success late in the morning, but there was a doldrum for like three hours. Yeah, it was a long time before. And we weren't just getting anything done. So I'm just going to go sit on this log and, you know, it took me a good 20 minutes or so to, to rig everything up, rigged it up, third drift, fish on, and got it in. I think that was it for the day for me. Like, you know. Yeah. But I don't think either of us got anything after that, really, in the net. You had uh, several beforehand. Yeah, I can't remember but... if you caught that one, and then I caught the one. If I caught – I can't No, remember. I think I caught mine before you because I yeah. caught one on uh, – a white zonker that you did but that was a solid hour yeah in between. it was, it was yeah. a while between uh between fish i mean 
the streams up there were running so damn low. Like, and we were low, clear ice, and we were just beating up the same group. A lot of fish, but beating up the same group all day because like there just wasn't. There's nowhere to go. Yeah, unfortunately, like there's other places we definitely could have potentially went to and fish that I think would have been open water. But it was a hike out and yeah. a hike in. I mean, it's a, tw- of like, it's a yeah. 20 minute walk to get back into where we fish. Um, and I don't know. I mean, it was just, it's, it was kind of a, it was a cool day. Like, yeah, we didn't, catch, I still had fun. Yeah. Like, we were just hanging, of just hanging out yeah. by a damn fire stream side. Yeah. Like I, I enjoyed the shit out of it, even though I knew, I, I knew from the reports that low and clear and some ice, it was not going to – I didn't think it was going to be a banner day anyway. So I was like, I can go in there and get a fish in the net. So I got one in the net and a couple other hookups and runs and had some fun with that. And then ate Greg's meat and here we are. Yeah, I think I went three for four that day. So, yeah, it definitely wasn't bad. Um, we are currently – what is say December 28th? 28th, 28th, 28th yeah. yeah. Um, as of our conversation right now, the streams up in Erie are completely – Completely frozen over. Um, I mean, yeah, like the most of the country, we just yeah, I think it was forty today, but we just got through with that hard, deep freeze over Christmas time. So yeah, I think there were a couple points yeah. I saw like negative twenty wind chills. Yeah, you're you're so. walking across those streams on solid ground yeah. still today. I'm sure. So it's going to be a little bit before we get back up there and do some fishing. And it needs rain, like yeah. on top of it. Yeah, I think some uh, sort of moisture. There's a warm up coming this weekend. There's rain following that. Um, I think that come like middle to end of next week, we'll probably be back into some good time to get up there and do some more fishing. But uh, yeah, I mean, like Nick said, all things considered, that's pretty much that was my. I mean, that's going to be both of our last fishing trip of 20, 2022. I mean, unless you get some flow that you can get out there with your Euro rig. Um, I mean, for me personally, that was 100% my last, Honestly, uh, last trip. Friday would be the only day I could do it. And I just, I don't know. I'll I'll, I'll see what the reports say for like Nishanik. But I they were solid as of yesterday. Yeah. So I think it's going to take more than just, you know. A little bit of a warm up. Two days, yeah. you know. Um, but no, I'm going to be out. Uh, Nick may try to go out and catch some trout. I'm going to go out in the woods with a gun that may or may not go off whenever I pull the trigger, and trying to get a uh, a deer with the flint lock. Uh, that'll be my plan for tomorrow and Friday, and actually Saturday morning as well. And then, guess what, man? What I, man? I got to go back to work on Saturday night. Oh shit! I know it the is, prodigal son has to fucking actually work for a living. Yeah, can you believe it? It's been a very good two months off. I mean, between the obvious of spending time with the family, getting out and doing all the outdoor stuff that I like to do, between fishing and hunting and everything, it's been a very, very good, uh, good two months off and. I'm definitely not necessarily excited to get back to work, but I'm also like not dreading going back to work. It's just kind of a it is what it is and get in there and you know get back to it. But we are gonna do tonight as kind of a like I said, a reminiscing of 2022 and what has transpired for us over the past year in terms of um, fishing and I mean if we divulge into some other stuff that is what it is, but I think it would be be fun to do. Um, 
a little teaser for future. Uh, we do have the owner of a local fly shop that is going to be coming on probably within the first two weeks of January. Um, our buddy Ralph that we buy flies off of, um, he is going to be a guest here at some point in time, I think in the next like month, month and a half, uh, as well. And we do have some other stuff moving forward. Um, with me going back to work and everything, episodes definitely will, I assume probably not be coming out every week just because it's a little bit hard for us to be able to do that. But, you know, we'll make it what happen, you know. However it can happen is how it is, and if we don't get to go out for uh, wingies like we did tonight before every Wednesday recording, then, you know, it's unfortunate, but, you know, life kind of has to take up. When, when's that episode, Kevin Van Dabbs coming on? Is that uh, is that happening in the spring? Did Febu- you line I think it's like up? February 1st I talked to him, and I think we're a go for okay. that day. So, All right, yeah. sounds good. Yeah. You know, we're, we promise we're not trying to bump the numbers with that at all. But there ain't no numbers to bump. Like, there, what are the five people going to say to the other two yeah, people? Yeah, there, there really aren't, but it's still a good time being able to, you know, drink some beers and eat some wings and come and bullshit about fishing with uh, with my, my good fishing buddy here. So, 2022. 2022 was okay, I think. Yeah, it's... Obviously, for you and I, in terms of fishing, the biggest thing that happened with both of us is the kayaks. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm trying to think, like, what? What? I bought a lot of shit this year. We both bought a but lot I of think shit that this is, year. Definitely, that is definitely the biggest purchase um, were our autopilots, for sure. And it, I mean, we said it in the other episode, but it, I guess it changed the game for us to a certain extent. Um, we'd still be out there doing it, but I think we just we just traveled further on the water, yeah, and explored more. Um, especially from my account, you you had a pedal, I didn't, and I was just anytime that wind was like over ten miles per hour, I was like, nope. I'm like, if I'm gonna go out, I'm like sticking close to the launch. Yeah, you know, yeah, I'm gonna beat the bank. I'm not gonna go too far away from shore. Even with me and the paddle. Right. It didn't necessarily mean that I was willing to, like, make these massive trips. I mean, it made my life easier, but it still wasn't going to be, you know, an enjoyable experience coming back across Keystone in 15-mile-an-hour winds. Like, you still... And I've done that with a paddle, and it's it was god-awful because... Yeah. Fif- no, 15 there means, like, 20. Yeah. Um, at least. Like, 15, what it says on, you know, the weather apps because of whatever it is with that valley but it's yeah it, it was i remember going and just not moving and pedaling as hard as i could uh one time and taking like two hours to, to, get, back to, to get like 200 yards yeah, back to yeah. the launch yeah, that, that, it was and after that i was like i was really paying attention to the wind the wind direction and everything else after that one particular day i think it was actually a good day but it was just getting yeah. back just wore me out i almost took I almost decided I was about to camp out in my truck at the boat ramp after that day because I was just like I'm so beat like I don't want to drive home. Yeah. So that here's a here's a random tip from the bastards. If you are in a kayak and you are only able to paddle and you go to a lake, just the tip. I highly highly recommend that you go against the wind in the morning, and as long as the wind is keeping the same direction. It's a lot better to be going back to the ramp 
with the wind than it is going back to the ramp against the wind <laughs> but, after you fish for like six hours. But like everybody's luck is that's exactly what they would do and then the wind The wind changes shit, yeah, shit. and it just totally bones you. So we uh, we don't have to worry about that anymore because we have some sweet ass kayaks now which with you it, it's still I still go out in the garage at times and look up at that thing and be like, I can't fucking believe I have this kayak. I mean, it's, yeah. it's an honest, it's an honest statement just because of how, how much that has helped my fishing this year and just overall better experience being out on the water because we don't have to pay attention to any of that stuff. We just go. Yeah. You're, you're certainly fishing and not kayaking. I know it's, it sucks. Some people love kayaking. I like fishing more, so it's it's a tool for me to get out there and fish, not vice versa. Not because, well, I'd love to kayak. I just like to fish. I don't want to go out and exercise, you know, exercise so much while I'm fishing. Yeah. Like I like the idea of it. I like the small craft. I like being able to get to places where larger boats can't get to. I like all of that aspects of the kayak. I like being able to tow it on a light trailer, throw it in the back of the truck, what have you. That's what drives me, but it's not because I like paddling a plastic craft. It's because of where I can get to with it. So this kind of is like best of both worlds, I guess. But, you know, I don't want to beat that to death on a recap. Everybody knows we love those things, you know. And it sounds like we're hoping for like a old town to come. Let me give you some free shit. Because you're talking about our yeah. kayaks, yeah, that it's really not about that. It, it's just no. it's it's what I mean, we be, like. It'd be fucking awesome. And we both looked happen. at the Hobies, and you know what? The thing is, I could probably have a 360 out there and probably be saying the same thing. I I definitely think that. Like, if I had a 360, or even if I had something else that just had like a Torquedo or something, yeah, like, like I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be complaining. I think it was just the the jump from the massive jump. Yeah, I mean, mine. Yours was a lot bigger than what mine yeah. was. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, ha, ha, ha. But um, – That's what she said. That's yeah, what I'm yeah, supposed to say. That's, yeah, yours but, is bigger than me. That's what she said. Yeah, oh. It, it but definitely I'm, was a jump that we both, um, again, without beating, beating us to death, that I don't think either one of us looking back would have said – we shouldn't do this because I a thousand percent would make that same decision every single time. No, if, if this thing fucking shits the bed, I'll be buying another one. Yeah. You know, my I guess my hole's guaranteed forever, but, you know, if the motor shits the bed, I know it's too grand to get another damn motor. Yeah, I'm buying one, I, dude. I am too. I, well... I thought I absolutely destroyed my fucking motor. Oh, which, yeah. When which, you called me. Yes, which I guess. Greg you know, was ready to cry. Yes. He was like, I think I fucked up. He was like, I'm just pulling out. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. I, oh, my God. I think I ruined my motor. If we're if we're going to do a 2022 recap, uh, I don't know if that can be considered, like, maybe the most embarrassing moment for me, but maybe the most. Uh, oh, it was great because I was listening to it live yeah, while but, it happened. The, like, the, the biggest, like butthole pucker moment for me for yeah. the year was uh i was cruising out along lake arthur marine state park which i'm assuming the majority of the people that are going to listen to this are very familiar with because this is a very regional uh audience i'm assuming that we have and 
I was going out along, going off the McDaniels launch, and if anyone's familiar with that area, there is a a gas pipe or an electric pipe or something that goes across the middle of the fucking lake that whenever the water is low, it will actually stick up out of the water. And if you want to talk about like the ultimate karma coming back and biting you in the ass... I am texting a good buddy of mine that I can't go fishing with him anymore because I can't be seen with a poor out here that has to be using a paddle (laughs) kayak. And no more than sending that fucking message, I smash my drive into the said pipe that goes across the middle of the stream, makes my whole entire drive in in the kayak all cattywampus and out of whack that I actually had to paddle my ass over to someone's lawn like dock, lift the nose of the kayak up on, get in the water like fix the drive and luckily somehow, some way I did not bend that shit because I honestly have no idea how I didn't do that because I was cruising at a speed of 10 which for us gets us up to like pushing 4 miles an hour and I... I mean, it made me almost fall off the kayak whenever I hit that fucking pipe. Like, it was bad. Oh, I, I mean, I, I felt free at the moment, but now looking back on it, it's pretty funny. Sorry. It's it's just a little funny. No, it's, it's entirely funny because it didn't happen to you, and I probably would be laughing if you called me and said the exact same thing happened. Um, so, yes, there were a couple attempts that I had to destroy that kayak, so or at least the drive for it. Um I also smashed into a log up in uh, Shenango Lake whenever I was fishing by myself up there. Did it pop out? Did your shit? Did your drive pop out? It didn't actually pop. It like it just went crooked in the the. So I just turned it in the hole for it. Yeah, like it just went crooked. Now, granted, Arthur was a lot worse than what Shenango was. Um, Shenango literally was just like I bounced off of it and I kept going straight and I was fine. But Arthur was. A solid fucking pipe that made my shit not work anymore. So, old Greg laying pipe out in the lake. Yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, Greg. What? Beer break. Okay. All right. So, yeah. I, uh, what can I say? You know, laying pipe out in the lake. It must be a uh, must be a thing that I like to do. Um, lake Arthur did offer, uh, in I guess kind of uh, again following along with the recap stuff. Did offer a pretty cool experience with me this year um, that I was able to fish in a uh, a tournament for the tournament series that we've had been on for a couple times now with the uh, Keystone Bass Kayak Keystone Bass Kayak Series, um, and that tournament also probably brought me I don't want to say a regret but maybe a very good learning lesson uh, in that. Whenever you fish a tournament, make sure you close the damn fish's mouth whenever you do the measurement, or otherwise you might lose close to $100 in biggest fish prize money. I think Ben and the other people we've talked to would say don't do that because they would just appreciate you being a donor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just keep giving us your money. You yeah, idiot. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, no, that was a, it was a very cool experience. Um, again, Nick and I have had very limited tournament um tournament experience uh going into this year <laughs> yeah limited one, for me meaning like one, I've, ne- I've never voluntarily signed up for one we got draw i got drawn for that one yeah yeah we both were drawn for one uh last year with uh keystone anglers of western pa 
Um, and I volunteered myself to give money to the winner for the tournament this year at Arthur, which I believe was uh, Nate Hall. And uh, I guess teaser as well, I'm going to... Uh, hopefully get some contact info from Ben for Nate and see if he's wanting to come on, but that's probably not going to be till closer to the uh, actual beginning of bass, uh, the bass season and the, you know, the tournament run for the, the trail and everything. But yeah, it was fun being able to go and, and fish a tournament. Um, it's, it's different. I mean, you and I do nothing but fun fishing for, you know, obviously ninety five percent. But I don't of hate fishing. it. I like I like that's what I do for fun. Yeah. I I decided to get into the competitive aspect of it and do do a tournament and I enjoyed it, but man, it like talk about the whole like hyper focused. I, I just remember the night before that, like, okay, covering all of the stuff that I had rigged up. Like, I'm going to throw this for the first 30 minutes in the morning. If I don't have any luck, then I'm going to go to this. And if I don't catch anything on... Like, it was just knocking out, like, each level of the water column at that lake and trying to find fish. And lo and behold, uh, what did I go and revert back to that caught me the majority of my fish for the day? It was drop shot, which... For 2022, I think that between you and I, drop shot caught us almost 75% of our fish, if yeah, I'm not I, mistaken. I, I really kind of came into it this year. I do other shit, too, but I, I fish more drop shot this year than I had in years prior, and it's caught me a lot of fish. I mean, it's almost like a do-nothing type fishing system, but if it catches them, I mean, I'm, that's really what I'm out there to do, and that's... And, I, and I'm fun fishing. I want to catch fish. Uh, I don't give a shit about competing with other people so much. I'm a very competitive person. Everything I do in life, like my business, my, you know, everything else, like I've had bands and stuff like that. I want to be the best at that. But I don't know. A lot of times fishing for me is my getaway from all the other competitive shit that I do in yeah. life. So I could probably really sink into it. And put a lot of time and effort into it, but like I don't know, part of me like doesn't want to do it for that one reason. You don't want to like cross that threshold to make right. it like fun to like right. business sort of a right because so then I'll just be you're going to be signing up too for... much. It'll yeah. be too much for me because everything else I've done in life, it, to a fault, I get too competitive about. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I have plenty, plenty of failed relationships who will probably tell you the same thing. Once I get focused on something like there's no stop inside, so rather this be more of a fun thing. But this, at the same time, like I listen to what you've done. I listen to some of the other guys. I'm like, yeah, well, I kind of want to do it. But I, I don't know. Yeah. It's due to work and shit like that. I don't think it's in the cards right now. Um, and when I do it, I just know I want to be a donor, you know, because I just don't have the time to put into it. Because if I did it, like, I'd want to go out and pre-fish, survey, yeah. pre-fish, yeah. get a lay of the land, spend a lot of time really, like, if I'm going to do it, like, I want to I want to win or have a shot at it. Yeah. I, I feel like the fact that I had fished Arthur on a number of occasions before then – 
that was one of the nice things was that like it was a lake that I was familiar with where I didn't necessarily feel that I needed to go and I mean I did go and pre-fish and we've talked about that that I pinned a nice fish during pre-fishing yeah 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 yeah, that I I shouldn't have probably done Uh, however um, I think that you know it's something that like I look at it as I don't necessarily have anything else in my life that I am competitive with. Um, I mean, for crying out loud, like the only other thing I think I do competitively is play fantasy football, which I'm not really good at this year either. So it, uh, it just allowed me like an outlet to try to go and do something. And, and even to be honest, like maybe more so prove to myself that, you know, the amount of time and money and things like that that I've spent on bass fishing over the past two years has not went for not. I mean, like... I No, you're right, because we're like, we are competitive with each other when we're out on the water. We're always trying to catch more and bigger fish and stuff like that. So I guess... I guess there's a point to that, too. Yeah. Because I, I don't want to go out there and not catch fish. So there is some competitive nature for me. You know, when I when I do it, I think, you know, it is probably a little more of a timing issue than anything else. Yeah. And Which also, yeah, and also, you know, if, if Ben and these guys are listening, you know, I think – you should really pump up like the post parties for everybody. Yeah. Like, we're gonna go meet at this bar. There's yeah, gonna, there you go. We're gonna we're happy hour, you yeah. know, after, so, after fishing because uh, because I'd be I'll be all into that. Like yeah. hell yeah. Like okay, get off the water at five and happy hour six to eight. Let's do it. I yeah. don't care if I lost. I think that um, so it's kind of a you unknowingly I opened up a nice little segue for you know something for looking ahead for 2023 more drinking yeah um is something for the podcast I'm into and it. i don't know if we i think we maybe briefly talked about it on a previous episode but uh we have talked to ben about it in that i don't necessarily think it would be feasible for us for post tournament every single time we definitely i think are wanting to do it for like the end of the year like angular of the year stuff but we actually talked about like even going and like recording at the post weigh-ins and things are not weigh-ins we don't weigh fish in but like the post award ceremony which is normally just standing in a parking lot and bullshitting and having a couple beers but uh additionally uh i think we're going to end up having ben come on um post ben or ryan to be honest because of the the separation between the river and the the lake series and just giving a recap of what the how the tournament was for that week and everything and kind of you know maybe if able like talk to some people and see how they did during the tournament and stuff and i feel like it's something that be kind of cool something different for you know an outlet for us to just be able to bullshit more about fishing but additionally i mean it's learning too like i like hearing from other guys that did well if they're willing to talk about it, about how they did and what they did, because it's, you know, being so green into the world of bass fishing and especially kayak bass fishing, I'm still a sponge. Like I still want to absorb as much as I possibly can. But you know, we're talking about fishing still or like dudes will die before they give up their fucking I, secret yeah. sauce. So I, I think that, <laughs> yeah. and 
I've had conversations actually uh, on the stream some with guys dudes. about that. Yeah, like you do have some guys that are going a to be fair amount of them. extremely yeah. tight lipped and say like they're just not going to want to tell you like what they did to catch fish. Whereas, like, if you come up to me and we're on a stream up in Erie fishing, or like if you bypass, like, you know, go past me in the kayak, like, hey, what's up, man? How you doing? Like, how's your day? Like, oh, pretty good. You know, I'm catching some here and there. Oh, like, what are they hitting on? I've actually had really good luck on, like, luck on drop shots today. Like, I don't have a problem telling people that because ultimately, like, I just enjoy even, you know, no, I, not I, for I, tournament aspect, I guess, because I'm trying to beat guys or women, whoever are in the tournament. But, like, I just enjoy watching other guys catch fish, especially I think there's definitely something with it for fishing up in Erie for steelhead. And I think it's because of the fact of, like, you always like having that person available to, like, net your fish and everything for you. Where, like, if I net someone's fish and I'm like, hell yeah, man, nice job and everything, like, you just gain this, like, little bit of, like, camaraderie on the on the stream and, like, oh, you know how long have you fished? And like, you just get into those conversations where I think that's the cool aspect. Whatever no, no, I, I a hundred percent agree with you, but you know, you, you go on, it's probably the worst thing for me to say because it's, I don't know. Social media can be good, but it can also be like the worst thing in the fucking world where people were like pissed when I would see like more people were pissed off that there was more people out there fishing during COVID. We're like, stay off it. We've been fishing for 20 years and you're still in my holes. And, and you know, there's just the fucking curmudgeons and I don't like it. I think it's bullshit. If you're one of those types, well, I don't really give a shit what you think, but I, I don't think it's good for what we do. I don't, you know, but you see that a lot of times and it's kind of, you know, a little bit disparaging to, a new fisherman to see people saying, well, you know, you know I had to learn it because my yeah. grandpa did this. Well, you know what? My dad didn't fish, you yeah. know? Like so, I, I like, I learned this by... Watching YouTube. And, yeah, you know, either going, just going out and failing and learning or finding, you know, videos and shit like that. So, you know, great. Fucking great, great grandpappy taught you how to fucking tie a bobber onto a line. But, you know, I see that online a lot, a lot more than I'd like. But on the far side of that, I think you get some of the people who are saying that. They're the most vocal. Um, but we've met a lot, even the last year, even doing this podcast, who are willing to kind of help you and guide you to learn yeah. a little more. Because, you know, the more you learn, the better experience you're going to have, the more you're going to want to do it, and the more you'll pass it on to. Yeah. There was actually uh, there was a day that I was up in Erie steelhead fishing uh, towards I think it was like the in November at some point that there was a I had just hooked up on a fish and uh, there were two guys that were coming up like closer to where I was fishing and the one was like hey do you need me to net that for you I was like yeah sure it'd be awesome if you're able to and the fish ended up popping off. And he's like, oh, man, that sucks. And it's like, you know what? Like, that's what it is. It's fishing. That's how, especially with steelhead, like, that's going to happen at times. But then the one other, like, out of the two guys, the one that, the other one came up and was like, hey, man, like, this is what I'm doing. Like, here's where my indicator's at. You know, here's what I'm using for a fly. Is there too much hook exposed? And, like, asking questions that 
you know, I 100% wanted to be able to answer for them and be like, yeah, your indicator, like, you're only running two feet underneath your indicator. Like, you need to be four feet because you're going to get a better drift through, like, where these fish and stuff are. And then looking upstream after they talk to me and seeing them hook up and everything where it's like, fuck yeah, like, that's awesome. I'm glad to, like, those guys were cool. They offered to help me net a fish. And then an hour later after they talked to me about stuff, like, they have a fish on and everything, and that's where, you know, the whole community, quote-unquote, aspect comes into where I just don't understand the whole, like, being a dick on the stream. And I don't I either. I think about it they're, before, they're, but... Again, I, I hope it's just the most vocal of them because I've had, I think, more good experiences than bad when it comes to that. But at the same time, there's still some dickheads out there. However, I, I just don't give them the time of day, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm not I'm not going to be the one to let somebody shit talk me on the on the stream, you know? This is, yeah. this is my spot. Or, this, yeah, this, you know, what are you doing here? Like, that fucker, stuff is stupid. This is probably it. Yeah. Um. And, it, I mean, it's the same for being out on a lake and stuff, too. Now, granted, like, if it's a tournament aspect, like, yeah, I'm not going to creep in on someone. But if someone's fishing a point and I fish 75 yards away from them, like, off the point or something, I, I don't see a reason why someone should be pissed about that. My thing is if you're out of casting distance from somebody else, then fair yeah. game. You know what I mean? I, I would agree Obviously, flash, fly fishing's a little different. Like, I always try to ask, like, what direction they're heading. Yeah. Um, just yep. because, you know, you don't want to high hole, low hole somebody. But, you know, if they're going this direction and I'm following in behind them, hey, man, you already hit this pod. Yep. It's up to me. And if you don't like it, then, I mean, there's only so many fucking places. Yeah. Same thing happened this year. I mean, same thing. Like, I was up in Erie, still had fishing, fishing a spot. Guy comes down, talks to me and everything, asks how I'm doing for the day, told him, I, you know, I'm getting into a handful of fish and everything. While I'm talking to him, I hook into another fish, and he was very nice about it. He's like, hey, do you care? Like, I want to, can I jump in underneath you? Like, or do you want me to go above you? And it was the same thing. I was just like, dude, I, I don't give a shit, man. Like, you can go underneath where I'm fishing. Like, just get in there and try to catch some fish. Like, it's, you know, it is what it is. Uh, with sticking on the, the realm of steelhead and everything, uh, looking back on 2022, I obviously did some fishing at the very beginning of the year, uh, before everything kind of officially froze over up in Erie and got into some fish and stuff. And the past two months, I've definitely been able to get out quite a bit with being off of work. And I I'm going to be honest, man, like I, you, we just actually talked about this on the phone the other day. I think it's very hard for me to to decide whether I'm I'm more if I enjoy steelhead fishing more or being out in the kayak and going after largemouth and stuff. And like you said, it's just nice for us because we don't really have to worry about a choice. It's apples so, and oranges to me, man. Yeah, I know it's it's fishing, but it just the the seasons really don't coincide here. So I just want to be fishing. Yeah. So. I take it where I can. Like, I'm actually, I want to go out and get some trout with my new Euro rig soon. You know, that's that's kind of on my mind as yeah. well. You know? I, I, I would have no problem if you called me up and said, hey, you want to go to Nishanik? I'd, yeah. I'd grab the five weight out of the garage and I'd be on my way to the stream to meet you and try to catch some fish. So. Yeah. I You know, that's that's kind of on my radar, but also, like, 
I'm starting to figure out the whole steelhead thing and starting to catch him and stuff like that. And of course, I want I want a tight line rig for yeah steelhead now. Yeah, I want to get I want to get a dedicated rod just for that. I I'm almost I, I I don't think I'm wrong with this, but I'm almost positive that after you caught that fish, you're like that was so awesome. But I know I just fucked myself because now I want to get like a a big Euro rod yeah. to be able to tight line for steelhead. So yeah, and they got them. You know, there's some six weights out there yeah. that are just made for that. You know, so yeah, it, it kind of did. So, but that I'm not gonna do it this season. I've, I've bought enough rods. You know, this I wouldn't even say this year because the year is almost done. Yeah, but you know, this season I, I've got you know the standard seven weight, but I think I will eventually. Um, the same manufacturer of blanks, Diamondback, has a six weight. It's for that. That's right. It's in your wheelhouse. It could, it's, but like yeah. I don't. I still don't know how much I can get up to Erie if it's worth you know? the, the money and everything. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean I've I've been fortunate because of being off and everything with uh, being on maternity and having my mom watch the kiddos for me and everything that I've been able to get up there quite a bit this year. Um, which it's just know, weird that like an hour to me is like doable a lot more times than like two hours because I think it's just a total drive time and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I mean, you know? it, for you it's a four hour round trip. Like it's you know, it's, like for Shroud, an hour away, I could realistically get up there, get up to a place get a good day of fishing and still get back and like pick up the little one from school and stuff yeah. like that where I understand. eerie it's just that extra time it's it's tougher i've i've been enjoying it the last couple of times now that things are starting to work even though it was a slower day when we were out like i fully expected it based on conditions you know so now i'm starting to get a little keyed into like what to look into and where yep. i can go so i think i'll probably key into that a little more I still hate and probably won't go up there too much on weekends, you know? No. Because uh, I still like busy. having a little time, a yeah. little space to myself and that not going to, not going to, not going to burn this hole. But the stretch that we go down that has less people just because it's a harder hike, which is tougher for guys like me. Um But I like it for that element alone yeah, it that, gets- I, that I've, I've had holes been there twice midweek both times but i've had holes to myself but i've been to other holes with you midweek and it's just you gotta jump around people all damn day like people there like i have prime spots like to myself and then it might take two hours before i see another person walk by yeah yeah that's that is the one nice thing um with with steelhead fishing and also i feel like it ends up being a lot of the same for us for whenever we're out on the lakes with the kayak because we're typically going during the week and there have been many of occasions where we might be able to count on one hand the amount of other like people that are out on the lake yeah. whenever we're out there fishing. You just have you have more space on a lake. Like I yeah. will go on a weekend, but I, I prefer fishing during the week all the time. Yeah. You know, all the time. If I can. You know, and you sometimes have the luxury and sometimes I do too, of just, you know, when I'm busy when I'm busy. So when I'm not busy and I can get out during the week, that's when I'm going to do it. Yeah, because uh, it, it it's works. Just, so but it's just more space for you to go. Yeah. Like if this spot isn't working, there's a good chance that spot over there is open. Or the weekend, you might just have to like stick to what's available, and the hot spots might be filled. 
there might be dudes there, and that's just part of the game. Yeah, you, know, you got to you know make your way around or try to find a another spot that's good. I mean, Nishanik's like the same thing of those eerie trips, you know. Yeah, there's like, definitely it, better runs than others. I've been and, on Saturdays and Sundays there, and like those first couple big holes, or I never fish them. No, I never you, fish I mean, those first to, like the, get into the, yeah. under the bridge there and all that shit. Like I never fish them, but you go there and you. You walk the trail for 20, 25 minutes. And you just start fishing upstream. And then you can find some spots. Yep. And I just, I'd rather do that because it is, is again, said it a thousand times, but it's a cathartic thing to me. So sometimes fishing, I want it. Like, I'm fishing with you is a different story, but like, kind of want to be on my own. Yeah. Uh, this is actually a question I thought of earlier. Um, and I already know the answer for for both of us, but I'm more just curious of like a, a talking point with it is whenever you're out on the kayak, has there ever been a point where you've thought about like just kicking your phone on and listening to music while you're out there and everything? Or are you, no. you just a hundred percent want to be just out there? Nothing like that at all. Nope. I don't want to uh, Nope. I, and I'm a music guy and you know that I, I play music, you know, I've recorded music. I but when I'm out your, there, your intro, your band plays the intro and outro to our yeah, podcast. Yeah, so. I, I I wrote that damn music. <laughs> yeah. Probably nobody knows that, but like our intro and outro, I wrote that shit with some buddies of mine. So uh, yeah, but when I'm out on the water, it's it's different. Like I'm listening to music or podcast or something to and from. But again, it's a cathartic, you know, just being out in nature and me to me being out in nature means listening to nature yeah that that's me i don't have a so i don't really have a problem with people who want to like listen to headphones but i i've been on the kayak i've seen other dudes with literally like fucking boom boxes or bluetooth speakers out on a, yeah. a kayak on a fishing lake like there's not a you know we're not out on a fun lake where people wakeboard and shit you know just cruising past full volume and that kind of pisses me off i'm like i guess you can do what you want to do but my God, man, you're kind of ruining what I'm trying to do here. We too. were uh, so we were fishing up at Walnut uh, earlier this year. Um, it was me and a couple of my other buddies, and um, we were fishing at Manchester Hole on Walnut. I don't even know what Manchester Hole is. I've heard people talk about yeah, it. But... It's it's above like the mouth of Walnut. Like you, we fished up there before. Okay, uh, but. There was, like, a couple younger kids, and they had a waterproof, like, Bluetooth speaker behind them. And, like, I'm sitting there fishing, and, like, Motley Crue and shit's playing in, like, the background. And yeah. as weird as it was, like, it was just kind of like, nah, I don't really care. Well, that like, makes sense for Walnut to yeah, me, because it's, it's it, just... It's combat some, fishing there. Yeah, but, and it, it's, you know. it's like fucking party fishing anyway. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it was just kind of, it was kind of different, but... Yeah, I had that in my head for, you know, something to talk about. Like, I, I don't listen to music whenever I'm out on the water. It's the same thing. Like, I just want to be out there and enjoying being out on the kayak and stuff. Um, I have heard – I have literally caught fish because in the distance I've heard them busting on the surface. Oh, 100%. Like, that I wouldn't hear even with the faintest of music. Yes. But it's not even about that. Like, it's just – I it, I it doesn't even come to my mind. I listen to music all damn day. I love listening to music you know i'm very musical but that's just the time where i get away from it yeah 
I will say there have been times, especially at Keystone, because like if we launch and we make a run down to the dam, which for us, even with motors, yeah. is like a 25 to 30 minute And ride. I wouldn't be pissed off if you did that Like I, I, I will say, like, I have listened to music almost every time that I've done that run. To and get I, down and there I, and I wouldn't. <clears throat> I wouldn't have an issue with that. I wouldn't even have an issue if I heard your music doing that because we're just making a run. But I also don't gear up for that. No. I'm like, well, I'm probably going to be making a 30-minute run. So I should bring like a little speaker like, and like listen to shit or bring my like AirPods or whatever so I can listen to shit. No, I don't. I, it's, it's, not, it's not part of the preparation plan to do no, that. I even don't, though I don't have a there are those times where I go, okay, I can see that. But I listen to music enough as it is. I'm good. I'm staring at a wall of my records, you know, like yeah. vinyl records here where we're recording. There are. So it, I don't have an issue with that. But yeah, just it's, not how I like to do it. So I like, you know, some peace and quiet and actually listening to nature. And it, it's just it's just a different – everything I do in life is loud. I'm a loud son of a bitch. You know, I listen to loud music. I do loud things. But when I get out to fish, that's that's my time to, you know, just kind of dial it down a notch and kind of reset. Yeah. I uh, I would uh, 100% agree with, with that. Um, you talked about that you've gotten, you know, you got your Euro rod. You got your steelhead rod. Got a lot, yeah. yeah. Uh, we both, uh, more so me than you, bought a fuck ton of stuff for bass fishing this year what's been your oven you can't use kayak electronics that that stuff is is not an option for the answer for this what is your what's your favorite thing that you have bought this year and i guess in terms of like you know, a setup that's caught you the most fish that you really, really like. Or... BFS rig. My I... BFS rig. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. So uh, my old 18 BFS rod and my uh, – it comes with the Daiwa, that, that Gekka Bidgen, um, you know, the one I bought straight out of – from a JDM site. That, that's That's been it. For me, you know, and I've got a lot of, you know, I got the new steel. I've bought a lot of fucking rods. Um, but I really, from a bass perspective, enjoy that setup. So I, I think for me, I, and I've been thinking about some of these questions and stuff throughout the day because I knew kind of how this podcast was. You knew gonna I was going to say that. Yeah. Actually, I wasn't sure if you were going to say the BFS. I kind of had a very good thought that you were going to, but I wasn't sure maybe if you were going to throw. I, have, I haven't been out on the stream with his other one yet. Yeah, you haven't been so on the stream with the it, new it one. Could, it could make its way up there, but, like, that is totally my go-to on the kayak. And, you know, like, fly fishing, you're bringing one rod. You don't have anything to choose from. True. Bass uh, fishing, you're bringing everything in the kitchen sink. And that's the one I go to just because I can throw that light shit. And it sure is fun catching even a two-pound bass on that light On your tackle. latest tackle yeah. stuff you have. Uh, <coughs> I, I bought a lot of stuff this year. I, I bought a lot of stuff this year. Um, it's actually sometimes sickening to think of the amount of money I've spent on fishing this year. But... Better than crack cocaine, I guess. Yeah. Uh, or whores, <laughs> whores. <laughs> I, 
that, that was your that was your trip to Vegas. We'll have to maybe touch base on that again too. But um, <laughs> no, we don't we don't talk about what happened in Vegas, my friend. Uh, no, no, no. There were there were no horrors in Vegas. But um, I for the the fun aspect of something completely different that I've never done before with fishing. I definitely feel like I have a tie and I, I can't, I can't give one an advantage over the other, uh, between deep water cranking with that, uh, 13 fishing Seven Eleven Omen black that you both, like you and I both have, we have that, whole setup is exactly the same. Uh, no, wait. I have the 13 Fishing Reel. Did you get... You have the Reel? No, I have another. I got a you, Daiwa. You have a Daiwa. That's right. So, between that or that Dobbins uh, flipping stick that I got because I started trying to teach myself how to flip and pitch and everything, and I had a lot of fun catching fish that way, and I had a lot of fun catching fish with the, the cranking setup and just throwing a 6XD as far as I possibly could with that setup and just reeling it back in and feeling you like you're dragging the ground at 20 feet. Like, just boom, boom, boom. Like, you feel every rock and all of a sudden it's just thud. And it's like, whoop, big, like, sweeping hook set. And you bring a fish up. And I caught some decent-sized fish out of Keystone with that setup this year. And on the flip side of that, using the, the flipping... Uh, the Dobbins uh, Sierra flip or the Dobbins Fury flipping stick that I got, it was kind of the same thing in that like you know you pitch in some sort of a creature bait into the middle of a tree, and it's just like you feel the drift, and all of a sudden it's like bam, 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 and like there's the fish, and it it's fun on both sides of it, but uh, I think those are probably be what I would consider my two for for the year in terms of like new gear that I got that I really enjoy enjoy using and everything that isn't a you know five thousand dollar fucking kayak so yeah that you can't yeah we've talked about that enough so you can't put that in there but yeah yeah i get it um i've bought a lot too i can't even i don't even remember everything that i've bought to be honest with you Uh, i'm gonna say i hope i don't buy as much next year but no promises there like i mean i've also we were also kind of tooling up. We were, I think the year prior, we were figuring out what we like to do. And so this last year was one, upgrading things we already had yep. to do things we already enjoyed. And then also researching new techniques and buying more specific rods instead of having less do-it-all rods. Yeah. You know, I, like, I think we both had a bunch of, your prior, do-it-all. Like, do-it-all shittily. You know? yeah, like, it was, like, we'd have the same rod for a crankbait and, like, a chatterbait. chatterbait. Yeah, right. Yep, you know? Yep, so, yep. and this year, it's like, okay, well, this one's more geared to that, so let's, but, you know, I already have this rod that's actually way better at, you know, at like a bladed jig or spinnerbait or something like that, but not great at cranking because it just 
doesn't have the right the action to yeah yep. to to deal with it and wear the wear your fucking arms out. So this year was more like okay, I should get a rod specifically for this. So it's that specificity of rods, which is kind of good and bad. It's how the industry is gone. Um, which is I don't know. Like some people are like, okay, that's it's to sell more rods. Yeah, you're right, but it also does work in that scenario. However, you don't need it. No, but it's a nice to have, and so we've we've really been like the nice to haves are yeah. starting are starting to really I, are starting to really come together this last year or so, and I think that's like the future of our fishing purchases are nice to haves, not need to haves. Yeah, I feel that you know having uh just say like a six eight to a seven four medium heavy fast action that. If you had, let's just say, within that that range of of lengths of rod, with that same action, you could probably have four separate rods that would be able to handle for Western PA the majority of the type of fishing that you do. Some people do it with with one or one, two, yeah. and that's fine. Like there's no there's no problems with that. But for for as Nick was saying, like I. I can throw a 6XD on a 7.4 medium heavy fast action rod, but I'm going to be fucking tired after 20 minutes of trying to I threw I threw them on Pawpaw's old rod that I have. Literally, my fucking Pawpaw, you know, yeah. gave me. They, my dad had some rods built for my grandparents, and but they were like uh, very much of a parabolic action because they just, that's how they made them back in the day. And they work for cranks, but like the super deep cranks, like they didn't really people didn't just really use super digging. deep cranks. Yeah, yeah it, it would max out yeah. that parabolic bend, and then to work, you're just like holy shit! Like when you're yeah. trying to reel it, especially when like it's in its deepest, you're trying to come back to the boat. You just had to like stop and just let it float up because otherwise <laughs> you'd wear your damn self out. Yeah, it was. Uh... This year was definitely the year of uh, upgrades for both of us. Yep, beer break. All right, so we we took a beer break. You won't know that, but you should know that when it's just me and Greg, it's different. When we have a guest, we take turns like getting up, grabbing beers and for stuff, talk, yeah. Yeah, talking to the guest. But when we don't, like we just have to simultaneously get up and get a beer so not one of us is talking all at once because then that's a little awkward. So, yeah. so, so we're back. Yeah. Uh, we talked about the, you know, purchases for the year. Uh, it may be hard to, to give an answer for this. He uh, said hard. I did say hard. If in terms of it doesn't, I guess probably say it would be better if it was like new new gear. What would, what would be maybe considered like your most memorable or favorite uh, favorite catch of the year this past year? Where you were like, holy fuck, I can't believe I actually made that work. Uh, you know what? My bass season wasn't – I caught a lot of fish, but nothing was ultra spectacular because I caught some bigger fish the year before. So, shit. And then the year before, I also did my saltwater trip for redfish and caught some of my biggest flounder I've ever caught. God, yeah. I guess it's got to be the steelhead. It's got to okay. be because, yeah, like everything else was pretty much 
I used to say like honky dory, just the shit. I've caught I caught some some big trout, but they were like stock big trout, you know. What did I you know, I did did I go on any big trips this last year fishing? I don't think so. I think the year before I did. I went to like Smoky Mountains, caught some like wild rainbows. You know, I went down south, catch some redfish and flounder and shit. I really kinda stayed local, so that's it. Yeah, steelhead. Steelhead for you. First, first real steelhead on the fly this year because I just, you know, when With you your suck it. Yeah, everything. when you suck at something, why not go buy your own setup and and you know and try to look, force yourself to learn. To, yeah, exactly. That's what I did. I'm still and I'm still. You know, that's still new. What a what last week was number five. Yeah, time that I've been out. So uh, it's not like I've been out. A, a fucking I, ton. I thought that we might have the same answer for this uh, because we both got these setups this year. And it definitely was one of those things where whenever I caught the fish, it was just like, that was fucking awesome. I can't believe I actually did that. And it was the space setup. With Yeah, that was fun. I just don't think I used it quite enough. When we used it, I, it was a lot of fun. But... So I would say that if it was just for the aspect of going down to um, the club that you belong to yeah. and catching, like, some stock palominos that they had, like, yeah, that was fun with that. But I caught a steelhead with that up at Chautauqua Creek in New York. I with, think, like... I need to use that more because I don't think I'm going to re-up that club. I just okay. don't use it enough. You know, yeah. like, it's expensive and it's just all stock fish. And we can go to Buffalo. And do the same thing. And I've honestly... I've caught... Fuck, a month or so. I was sending you the pictures a few months ago. I was sending you pictures of rainbows. Some of, I mean, they are stock, but like TU stocks them and stuff like that out in the Shannon. And I've caught just as big a fish yeah, in the Shannon. Yeah. You know what I yep, mean? It's not sure. as, that's all they stock at the club, but like it's just a little more special when you do it somewhere else. Yeah, for the uh, price. But you know, um, it was fun. I don't think I used it enough, and I still have to learn it a little better. There, so I think that's what it is for me is that like. We didn't. I only used it a couple times this year, and the first time was uh, we don't. No, the first time was not down at at your place. The first time actually was whenever I took it up to Chautauqua, and I caught a fucking steelhead on it, which I was like, "You gotta Holy have shit, this is awesome!" Like I, you gotta have some specific waters for that. Yeah, uh, we don't have as much specific like big water waters. That they would have out west. Yeah, true. For those setups. So it's cool. Like, we're like one of very few people that have trout space setups in, you know, this part of the fucking world. Um, but it also limits how much we can use them. So yeah. it's kind of like, I'm glad I bought it. It's really cool to use, really fun, especially I love swinging those streamers yeah, and stuff like, like being that. Yeah, being able to like, and just, just, just flick, launch. Yeah, yeah, like flick a streamer and it goes like 80 yards across the stream. You're like, holy shit, that was awesome. Yeah, you, you get it right in the casting and stuff. It is fun, but um, me learning the Euro Nymph was another thing that, you know, I'm yeah. still learning. I think it's just a process that takes a while. Because um, I think I've put a lot of fish in the net with that. Um, just because I'm more of a feel fisherman and that kind of like, even though I, I've watched so many people like pro, you know, fly fishermen, like, well, you got to watch the side or you're missing so many strikes. But then I'll watch other guys who are like, well, I'm 90% feel. 
Yeah. You know, and ten percent sight. And that's how I feel like I am. I, I like I like feeling feeling that tug. I mean, you know, I caught still. I caught steelhead this year for the first time without using an indicator, like yeah. just you know, drifting a nymph and an egg through some holes, and just like feeling. Even though our seven weights that we have are not like necessarily the most quote unquote sensitive tips, that like you were doing that last week, and that's why I built the rig that I yeah. did. Yeah. Because okay, if you're, I didn't use if, an indicator at all last week. If you're already out there, and you're already it's not really tight light in what you were doing, but like you were already, you know, in a sense you kind of were, but you were just drifting without it. So I was like, if I can rig it up where I wasn't getting the drag from the fly line, I bet you I could feel a strike and make it happen. And you did. And I did. Yeah. Yeah. And you did. Um, but yeah, using that space set up to, to catch a a steelhead with was a lot of fun because it was actually, one of the things so we like we were literally just talking about the fact that like we buy setups that were specific to be used for certain techniques however like i bought a jerkbait setup this year which is like a six eight casting setup but i can also use that for you know for like Texas rig yeah. plastics and stuff, they're, or like it's a shorter rod, so I can do a little bit better, more accurate casting and everything. But like having rigs that are geared to where you can use multiple techniques to be able to catch fish. But like a there's spade, still a line, yeah, there's still a line just to be drawn because we're on a kayak. We cannot have 25 rods. No, you know, like a bass boat. You can't have an ultra specific. But we're getting more specific. That's yes. kind of what I was going with. It. Like yeah. We've gotten more specific. Definitely more specific. Although, like, our deep cranking rods, they are deep that's cranking what, rods. That's, that's what, what they are. Yeah, you're not going to switch and do anything else with them. And there's but very we, little more than other light tackle shit that I'm doing with my BFS. But I do still have some multipurpose rods because I got to. Because I can fit eight comfortably. Yes. You know? With um and where I was going with this is like the the space setups we both have are Reddington Dooleys, um, are the, the fly rods. And one of the things we talked about and like whenever we both I maybe talked to we both got them from Red's fly shop, um, which they are great to work with if you are looking for a fly rod. Like they have staff that are super knowledgeable and like you can chat with them and everything. But that was my thing with it is that like I specifically got that because of the conversations I had with those guys in that am I going to be able to land a steelhead with this like does this 12 foot 6 4 weight is it going to be able to handle landing you know a 7 8 9 pound steelhead and it did which as I said for me that was probably like one of my you know more memorable catches for the year other than catching, like, I mean, I caught my PB largemouth this year out at Keystone, throwing a spinnerbait, which, you know, it was only throwing and reeling in a spinnerbait and catching it, which was still fucking awesome to catch that fish that I did. Um, but having something that will allow you to, you know, be able to catch, like, as we said, like, we go and we've caught stock trout with it. I've caught wild steelhead with it. So makes me feel a little bit better that like yeah this money that i spent for this setup is you know gonna allow me to catch 
a couple different types of fish and everything. And like Nick said, it just sucks that we don't necessarily have the big water to be able to catch. I actually caught bass on it too. I took it out to yeah. uh, Conia or not Conia, but uh, Conaquinessing and used it and we're just like stripping streamers and caught some I did we, we did talk about that that it'd probably be good for some steelhead yeah you know like you can swing for steelhead or not steelhead uh, smallmouth mm-hmm. um, that would be good for that as well we yeah. just didn't get around to I did it one day do it I yeah. didn't get around to I doing think I, it I think all. I did it like one maybe two days we got hoop dreams, people, for all these things we want to do with different rods, and sometimes they don't pan out. Yeah. We just buy all the shit and then hope that we're going to be able to use just all the gear, shit. Gear that, junkies, yeah. you know. It, it's, it, it is what it is. It truly is what it is. Um, with – it kind of probably – it falls in the same, like, realm of what this conversation was. But my most memorable catch for this year um, or bizarre catch for this year was – catch out at keystone um i told you about it and it sucks because i didn't have my gopro on to actually be able to record it i caught a fish on a drop shot and as i was reeling that said fish in i had line wrapped around my my setup i land a fish uh it was a little large mouth nothing and like nothing great uh, this other line that was wrapped around my line, I grab it and I go to pull on it and it pulls back and I actually had another fish that I had on that had like a three-aught hook in its mouth that I just happened to like snag the line with the other rod. So that was uh, kind of where I was also going with like memorable, crazy kind of catches and everything with not only like, holy shit, I actually made this work with the setup that I bought to be able to fish this, but also like something totally off the wall that I caught this year, which was definitely a fish that was already hooked in line, was just floating in the water. So, yeah. Fun times. Something crazy. I mean... I'm, could... I'm missing the salt a little bit these days. I'm going to Texas, take the little one, to see grandparents and take her to the rodeo in Houston. I might try to hit... Um, the bay is up there. I'm only going to be there for a couple of days, but I might try to get out you there. you go to Bucky's? Well, goddamn right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you don't go down there and not go, and to, not Bucky's. go to Bucky's. But, yeah, I, I'm I'm missing some some redfish for sure. That's, that's still, like, the, you know, my most favorite fish to catch. I think what really draws me to that is following Sims on Instagram – they always are posting shit and it's like sight fishing for tailing like redfish and bonefish and stuff where like guys are or even like not even just like redfish and bonefish but also like you know going out into deeper water and like these massive like bait balls of fish and there's like yellowfin or whatever they are coming up and biting and like they're throwing and like stripping shit across the top of the water and having these massive fucking ocean fish grab a fly like that I mean, that looks. I've never done the awesome. redfish for with a fly. Well, step up and do it. Well, I know, but like it's a lot of fun with lighter bass tackle. I I can understand it. There's a lot of dudes out there using BFS shit for redfish, and like you're catching ten pound redfish. That's nuts with like, with those rods, yeah. and they run like a motherfucker. Like it's <laughs> they're fun to catch like 
when I when I went out there, you're gonna go down year, there with your BFS. With it was your, a couple years ago now. Your goblin cock. Well, last time was there. I was there with my media. I was catching most of my shit on my medium light gear. <clears throat> yeah. So and you know there it's so much fun. Yeah. You're, you know. So I can imagine a true BFS rig. You know when I was catching with my medium light. You know I was catching bigger fish. You know twenty. I think, you know, my redfish were in the range of 24 to 26 inches. Most of the ones I was catching. What's that equivalent? It's like a weight-wise. Eh, I'd say 8, to eight 9, 10, you know, okay. something like that. I'd say once you get to upper slot, you get to about 10 pounds normally. Um, some are fatter than others, obviously. And they just, like I said, because they don't. They they can go out deep at certain times of the year, but like I'm catching them, I'm going to the shallows. So sometimes you're catching them in a foot of water. They don't go down. They go away from you. They go around your boat. Like it's not like you're having to like manage everything. You're, you're, and yeah, it's it's phenomenal. It's so much fun. You're gonna go out there with your goblin cock Iowa system. That's right. And you're gonna burn the burn the bearings out of it on one fish. And you're I don't all, give a shit. My I'll get hurt. Drag washers don't cost that much, buddy. It'll be wor- and it's worth it. No, no, man, it's worth it. All it is some drag washers to burn out. It'll be all right. Um, speaking of drag, uh, <coughs> we we definitely need to get up to Erie during smallmouth this year and get out in the yeah. Prescott Isle and catch smallmouth. Like we attempted to do it a couple times. You know, this it's past Prescott year. Isle, right? Not Prescott Isle Isle. I know you like to say things twice. Oh. Nikki two times. Prescott Isle. <laughs> Presque Isle. But it's because they call it PIB, so I feel like that means that they're – it's Presque, Presque Isle, Isle Bay. Bay. Yeah. yeah. I say Presque Isle Isle. Whatever. Yeah. So up in the PIB. I and, love fucking with him. And catching massive fucking smallmouth. We attempted to do it, but I think – They call this guy Nikki two times. <laughs> Greggy two times. Because he says everything twice. Twice. <laughs> Going out and catching smallie smallies yeah, and right. uh, up there in PIB because we we attempted to do it in the lake. Uh, did we go up twice this year? Or I only went up once. Okay, I went up a couple times, which uh, that will lead into one of our my next question for you. But um, we didn't hit during the spawn, which that is the ideal time to be up there for smallmouth because. You can get into the bay and catch football fucking smallmouth. And a lot of times you are doing that with spin rigs, which I know you don't have. You would probably be using your BFS. Um, But one of the things I'm going to, to buy for this coming year for smallmouth fishing is... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go down the realm and down the, I don't want to say the rabbit hole, but I wanna, I'm want to. i grabbing an umbrella or an A-rig, whatever you want to call it, and I'm going to throw those for smallmouth this year. Like, I got that, like, big mag-heavy setup. And yeah, everything. I mean, I got a mag-heavy, too. Like, I mean, I got I mean, that swim bait setup that I think will be able to handle me throwing any type of those umbrella rigs. And I think I got, I got a mag-heavy. I think it's just a matter, I mean, I don't know enough about them, but I think think if i just manage the size of the jig heads that you use i think it's just fucking power fishing you just have like four hooks and that's it well yeah and you you put them (laughs) on jig heads and so like i'm not gonna use 
an ounce per jig head, you know, but I can use a half ounce yeah. and get a with four of them and get away with it on my mag heavy. I could use a quarter ounce for each of them and definitely get yeah. away with more than uh, four. There's um there's a guy that I follow. Um, I think it's Joe Lubrabera, is I believe how you say his name. Um, he has an awesome series on YouTube called The Outer Realm. Um, where I sent that to you and you watched that video of them going and like catching ridiculous smallmouth yeah. up out of Lake Superior and everything. Um, but he, I've listened to him on Bassett Brew's podcast talk about throwing an A rig for smallmouth is by far one of his favorite things to do. And I think it would be fun as hell to like, obviously, if you hook into two of them, could you imagine like, I saw, I think I sent it to you. Uh, it was a reel of the guy that caught 13 pounds of smallmouth on an A-rig, like, throwing it out and catching three, like, four-plus-pound smallmouth. Like, that would be ridiculous so, and stupid to happen. So, speaking of, like, gear, I think the way I normally manipulate things is I try to use that gear on shit that I have. And then when it's not working out so well, like, that's when I kind of go for an upgrade and find more <laughs> a specific rod. Yeah. yeah. I try it first. I'm like, ah, I'm fucking fighting this shit or, or whatever have you, you know, and then I get something else, you know what I mean? And that's the reason why I got half the rods I have right now. It's like, ah, yeah, this would be so much better if I had this particular rod. Cause it's built for this particular style of fishing. Yeah. So, uh, your answer for this is obviously going to be your new Euro rod that you got in, you know, what are you most looking forward to catching a fish on for this coming year? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's it. Um, but yeah, yeah. Mine's, mine's swim bait. I think you probably knew that as well. Yeah. I, swim bait. Yeah, yeah. I, Ben got me hooked on this idea of catching giant fucking fish on swim baits and I, I went all in for it. Cena brought me some swim baits. Those were in my stocking. So um yeah that that's something i'm looking forward to for uh for the coming year is santa your wife or you uh i bought the uh no santa brought them what are you talking about like okay. his, his elves whittled them and put them in guggen boxes and sure, sent them to me sure. and, and river to sea and 13 fishing like you know they they were really efficient in making it look like someone else made them so yeah yeah, they're the same thing with uh you know my rod and my (laughs) guitar that says fender on it (laughs) um but yeah that's that's definitely something i'm looking forward to for uh for the coming year um you you said about it i'm kind of in the same thought that and I, I've said this before, and I know my wife, if she listens to this, would, like, berate me about she it. Listen. She listened the first one to support you after that. Yeah. Like, you're, yeah. You're, you're a fucking idiot. I ain't listening but, to this anymore. Uh, I've said it a thousand times. Like, I don't need any extra gear. But I feel like after this year and the amount of different rod reel setups I bought for different type of fishing everything... I truly don't need any more gear for this coming year. If I have to buy gear, it's because I run out of like a certain kind of plastic that I want to have or something. I can't wait for like the upcoming episode in a couple <laughs> months. Like I got this rod. I got this. No, You're going to find the, something. The only rod that I have that I have not gotten yet, but it's already been ordered and we already talked about it is my uh, swing switch setup that I'm getting from the, the fly shot up at Foley's campground up in Erie. Well, I'm sure but, I'll get something else, but I, 
I have nothing on my mind right now because yeah. I just got one in. So I yeah, mean, it'll I, it'll. Oh, I I lied. Next uh, year, later next year, like maybe fall. It's it's like a, a six way like tight line rod. You know, so you can nerd so you can nerd fish for yeah. steelhead. Yes, exactly. Um, I was gonna say this earlier. How funny is it too that uh, for steelhead, you excuse me, you caught one doing the the nerdiest of nerdiest fishing with tight lining and I was catching them on like stripping streamers and stuff it just it's still like another one of those things that perfectly fit our personality where like you were always the finesse guy I was always the power fisherman yeah, and you caught shit on like minuscule little stuff, and I caught and it was a little big streamer, and it was a little fucking tiny nymph that I tied to yeah you know what I mean so it was it ended up working out the same way just yeah. me just like okay i'm gonna do this i'm gonna sit here and fucking tie fucking 27 knots to <laughs> build leaders and ciders and all this shit luckily right had, on a log yeah luckily you had a nice fire to keep you warm while you were uh, doing that, i did so, i yeah. did i was just you know i was throwing the damn bobber out there and it was just not going under yeah, I mean, after it stopped for like three hours, like I'm gonna try something different, and then it worked. Yep. Yeah, it worked. Uh, we, I am going to give my answer for this because uh, this is something we've already talked about. Uh, for me, for the upcoming season, and this is more so specific for kayak fishing. Uh, I am very much looking forward to the tournament series for the year. Um, I have already went through basically my entire work schedule for the spring and summer and fall and made sure that I was off and I will be able to fish every single tournament, um, probably other than one uh, because of family vacation and a bunch of other people already requesting off for the date for it and everything. Um, But... Yeah, for the upcoming season, that is definitely something I'm looking forward to is really, really, truly diving into fishing the tournament series and giving it a go and see how I do with it. Um, what about you? What are you just fishing in know. general? I, I don't have any major plans. If I can get to some salt at some point, whether that's when I'm in Texas in March or some other time, that's... That'd be my goal, I guess. You know, I do want to fish some smallmouth in the area again if I can. But honestly, I am. I'm missing a little bit of the salt. So I'd love to be able to do that. I don't think it's going to – I can't take a trip and do it. I think my fishing, like major fishing trip is still – kind of being put on hold to try to save up for our potential Alaska thing in 2024. So what if I can get to something, you know, trust me, I, I've looked up trips in like Louisiana and Florida and shit like that just to do a saltwater trip. Um, but that shit ain't cheap, you know? So I'm, I'm sure we'll see how it goes. I've looked into it. Like, you know, I might, if things go well at work, make some good money, maybe I'll take a long weekend and, and go somewhere. Obviously, like, further south you go, the doldrums there are, like, middle of summer. So you almost want to go in spring or fall. Okay. So potentially in the fall, maybe I can figure something out and and go down south and, you know, who knows? Yeah, fall and bust up have, some redfish. 
fall, we're going to have to be putting a deposit down on Alaska probably. So Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's more the time off than it is. <laughs> Some, uh-huh. you know, trust me, $1,000 ain't no chump change. But still, right now, it's it's uh, managing the time that I can do things. Yeah. I um... – so now it's just going when I can go. Yeah. And and that's so, that's how my work schedule is. You know, you're going to be into that soon enough. But, you know, I don't have a set schedule. So I'll yeah. go when I go. So I'd love to be – it's when the timing works out. Like so if the timing can work out when I can get up to Erie and fish in smallmouth, when it's like hot, that's when I want to go. So it's what I'm really going to try to do this year is where the shit is hot, when I can take some time, even if it's tomorrow, tomorrow's the time it's on, it's on. But instead of like me going down the street to a certain lake or whatever, but it's on an eerie, that's what I want to do. I take want to go to Erie. Yep. And go. yep. I want to take the drive and go where the fishing's solid. Um, do you have any, any bodies of water in mind for like a relative area that you yeah uh, I want to try I want to hit pompatooning okay I haven't really hit that lake um I want to learn that lake I think I you know and it's honestly you can get to southern part of it an hour and a half yeah it's um, massive though it's yeah, fucking yeah. huge oh, I know I, I mean I know I know but yeah. it's but I every year I keep getting bigger and bigger bodies of water and. That's kind of on my radar to try to fish more. Okay. Um, I'm going to try to raise town. I want to make a trip. That's even further. That was like two and a half hours away. Yeah. I want to I want to make a trip out to raise town because it has good smallmouth from what I have read and looked into. But also it has massive, massive fucking stripers in it, which would be awesome to catch. Again, Nick's white well of fishing for Western Pennsylvania is a striper. And it also has non-regulated horsepower boats that are going to fucking wake the shit out of you. I'm sure you could get in some areas that won't be too bad. Yeah. But uh, the Yawk is the same way. Yawk Reservoir, I fished uh, once this year. And you can definitely get right. your I would do Racetown, but Racetown feels like a weekend trip. Like you got to get a cabin or something up there. It doesn't feel like a day trip. Well, let's let's just go and get a cabin and drink for a weekend. So I mean, I'm not opposed to that, <laughs> right? Yeah, not at all. Uh, yeah, I definitely i I don't know why, but it's just something where because it, I mean, it's a massive lake. I know it has good fish in it, and just always that thought of like hooking into some like twenty pound striper just sounds very very enticing. Yeah, I guess I should say that I should go get one of those fish this year and actually try it. Instead of like, that's like nighttime. I'm like, ah, I'm just going to go out and bring like a six pack of beer. And yeah. If it happens, it happens. And I don't really fucking care. And half the time I don't even switch baits there. I'm just like, eh, whatever. Or, like I'm in, I'm beside Nick in a kayak and he's like beating the bank trying to catch largemouth, And I'm like bombing long a bombers out in the middle of the water trying to catch striper. But yet he came up to try to catch striper, but he just reverts back to, Finesse yeah. fishing with a, a speed Senko at nighttime and catching largemouth. So. It, it was fun. I <laughs> caught a lot of fucking largemouth that He did. Night. He did catch a lot of fish that day or that night. Uh, same night I actually dropped my phone in the water and it still worked. Uh, and I I just think that there's, there's a lot that can 
we can kind of look forward to for uh, for the upcoming year. I think that we we both have uh, you know some not even necessarily goals in mind per se, but I think that it's something that we can stuff that we're achieving to do uh, out on the water. Uh, one of the things off the water is that I. I personally would like to see our podcast continue to grow. Um, as I said, we do have some pretty awesome guests hopefully lined up here for through the much of, uh, month of January and, you know, potentially moving forward episodes again, as I said, are probably not going to be every week like they, you know, kind of were at the start just because of work and life and everything. But yeah, I think 2023 should be a, a pretty awesome year and we'll be what our third is it will be our third year of fishing or our fourth year of fishing together now? I think third. I think. Yeah. Maybe three and a half. I don't know. Something. I don't I don't really have any major goals. Yeah. I just wanna fish more. I think I had more goals last year. Um I've achieved some of those goals. I think I just want to get better at what I do. You know? I, it, I it, would it, agree I, with that. Like I think I mentioned to you, like I, I kinda got into the Euro nymphing stuff. In spring of last year, so I've talked about like hiring maybe a guide just one or two times. Yeah. yeah, just there's more specific to that, just so I can learn more about that. Yeah, I watch a lot of videos, but like that immediate feedback. Um, I've done that in a lot of other fishing ventures where I've hired a guide, not because you know for fun, but because you learn a lot, you get immediate feedback, and what? I like that. You know, like hey do this, you know, and instead of like, sometimes you don't know what you don't know. You don't know what you're doing wrong. Yeah. So that might be something I do um, in the spring is, is do a, a guided trip for a day locally with somebody. And I got a couple in mind that are just geared to that type of fishing. And that way, when I get out there on my own, like, I'm just a little bit better at it. Yeah. And that's what I said whenever that last time, whenever we were fishing up in Erie, um, the one of the guy that was helping me break all the ice and stuff for us to be able to fish, he had, you know, kind of touched base about that in that, you know, at least once a year, he typically hires a guide, even though he's fished steelhead for 20 plus years with a fly rod, he still likes to go out once a year with a guide just to yeah. try to like, you know, learn some new shit or like, Hey, here's a new pattern that I've been tying. Like it's been working and like go home and replicate it and everything and take it back out on the it's street. It's not a itself. bad thing to do. No. Um, but yeah, we will. We'll see what happens for the cup, upcoming year. Um, I think that we both have had very memorable twenty twenty twos. We have spent a lot of fucking money between the two of us um, yep. to uh, to get to where we are. But we'll see what happens. Um, I'm very very excited. I think that there's a lot of uh, positive things that are coming in the the future and learning experiences whether it's you know new techniques or uh just anything new to be honest with you and getting out and giving it a whirl and hopefully having fun doing it and you know having a good time i mean that's really all I we agree. ultimately care about whenever we get out on the water as i said there's some competitive aspect to it but i think that just enjoying being out and fishing and doing something that we both have a passion for and loving to do is probably the number one priority for both of us when it comes to uh, having a rod in our hands. So with that, I'm going to wrap up the uh, 
the final episode of the 2022 year for uh, yeah. the the bastards here. So, Nick, it's been fun. This is probably actually one of the things that uh, I was very surprised to start doing with, you know, having a podcast and talking about fishing with one of my good buddies. But it's been very fun thus far, and hopefully it continues to, you know, just get better in the coming year. Sure. Yeah, and uh, I guess Merry Christmas. Happy New Year to everybody. Yeah. All that all that fun jazz. Be safe out there on New Year's Eve. But uh, until next time, the bastards are out, and we'll catch you in the new year. Cheers, See you later. Everyone. Cheers. Cheers.